Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletes. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, Bobcat fans. This is Brickball, and I am your R&R basketball host, Zach LeVere. And tonight, it is therapy night on the R&R, on Brickball, I should say, with uh, Thorny. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing this fine Sunday evening? I'm doing okay, and I just kind of want to start this with uh, just kind of a funny note. I looked off to my side, and uh, I got a gag gift for my girlfriend for Christmas of one of those Stanley, Stanley Tumblr mugs. Oh, geez. Yeah, I just, she had been making fun of them and then she swore by and just loves it. And so for (laughs) Valentine's Day, she paid back the favor here and I have mine now, Stanley, and I love it. But I was just thinking because we normally have something to drink on the show or do something. But I was just like, ah, it's kind of funny. This is the first time using it for the show. But uh, we're here. It is a Sunday night. We had a interesting weekend splits on both the men's and the women's. We've not really had a traditional brick ball show in the last couple of weeks because it's been bleak to say the least. I'd say that. I was looking through it, man. I didn't realize it was so bleak. We've lost what five out of the last six looking on ESPN, a lot of red L's piling up there as the cats are kind of crashing back down to earth. Ever since we beat Eastern Washington, which everyone was like, this is, this is like a turning point, right? Matt Logie's signature win. We've just fell on our faces. Me included. I was right there. I think me and Foley yeah. came on and just had a we had a grand old time talking about that one and it did not go well. Sure. Things have not gone well. And it stinks because we had that such that awesome win against Northern Colorado, which we didn't know would be a good win. And now we've we've beat the number one and the number two team in the conference at our place in great fashion. I mean, kind of kicked the crap out of both of them. It was kind of great. Yeah. And yep, here we are. We're sitting, oh, I wrote it down, but we're below 500. We're below 500 in the conference. We're sitting at fifth, somehow still sitting at fifth with wins. Uh, like we wins over Idaho State and Portland State. So we hold those tiebreakers over them. They're both seven and eight, but things not going well in Bobcat land. I think the women's team's in fourth. They had a nice little win over Sac State at their place, which was good to get the day started. But disappointing game against Portland State. I know they've got some injury issues going on. Um, yeah, it's just. It's just kind of that weird part of the season where we're we're right down there in crunch time, and here we go. Things aren't going too well. No, Foley's going to kill me, but I'm going to bring up the the February swoon here. The tr- <laughs> he's going to kill me for saying that, but he's not here to defend it. Bobcats, both both squads just having a little bit of a rough stretch. It's kind of the second half of the conference season that really kind of separates the contenders from the pretenders because now everyone's played each other. Now who's going to get the best of that second go-around? And right now the men's team – uh, I haven't got the best out of pretty much anybody on the second half of the season. No, I thought um, I thought after the Grizz game, the week basically a week off was you know another. We only had one game in two weeks. I thought that was just what the doctor ordered, and we get right back to it. We kind of you know we played a tough game against Portland State, but I don't know what it is because it sometimes looks like we look more competitive on Thursdays than Saturdays. But come on, man, it's, you got these teams on the ba- the end of a back to back. And we played the worst team in the conference when Idaho came in here and lost. Very disappointingly, Idaho manhandled us. And then we play SAC, and they come in and just manhandle us. And there's some things I'd like to get into. Um, 
Uh, I texted you guys yesterday about it during the game. I'm not one to critique officiating. I'd be willing to bet there's probably something sent into the league office about the officiating because, boy, oh, boy, Robert Ford getting three fouls in the first seven minutes, a bunch of stuff going on. It totally changed the game plan. It, it it threw the Bobcats off. I think it threw Sack off a little bit, but not nearly as much. I mean, they were calling everything out there, and it definitely affected the game. So when I was a high school for, uh, official for football, we'd get together, the, the you know, officiating crew before the game would start, and the White Hat would usually say, tonight we're going to kind of focus on this. The teams are known for this or something. They kind of, what we're going to focus on, what are we going to take a look at? I feel like the officiating meetings for the last couple of Bobcat games, what are we going to focus on tonight, boys? Everything. We're going to call every single foul that we see. You guys slap somebody on the wrist. That's a foul. We're calling everything. It's absurd, man. I don't like to call about, I don't like to, I don't complain about fishing. It's just not fun to watch though. No, it's calling every single foul. There's no flow. It's terrible basketball. It's a terrible product to put on the, on the TV. It's painful to watch. And I, and I felt like the cats, one team was allowed to be a little bit more aggressive than the last two games. The cats did beat Portland state, but I felt like the, the officiating was just not really in the favor of the Cats. I know that there were some calls late that went against Portland State, but I just, I don't know. We've got a lot of fouls, a lot of fouls the last few games, and it's just not, not all of them are deserved. I feel there's a lot of ticky-tacky fouls being called right now, and I think that's kind of league-wide. I've seen other complaints on the Twitter sphere from other programs. I think it's just kind of, I don't know what's going on with the officiating the last couple of weeks, but it is uh, not fun. It's not a fun product. Yeah, I like to see a game just let let the guys play, I think is a good motto. And you see that a lot of, you know, but I, I agree wholeheartedly. I just think it's just been too much just on both sides. Like not everything needs to be a foul. And a lot of it was just, you know, not even really hand checks or stuff like that. It was just guys out at the end of the key playing decent defense. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a player get called for as many no calls, you know, non-fouls as Sam Lecolot. That dude has, I swear, two of his fouls a game are never fouls. He always mm-hmm. has a hard foul a game, it seems like. But <laughs> two of his two of his fouls every game, it just seems like I have never seen a guy who goes straight up as much as he does on defense for you know contested shots and just he just gets calls. He's just a magnet for calls, and it's crazy. But we're late in the season, and I guess you know. I didn't really see a lot at the beginning of the season, especially across the Big Sky. I didn't see anything really get out of hand, but. I mean, it's easy yeah, to say man. when you're you're winning basketball games, you don't really focus on it so much. So maybe that's part of it. But yeah. it does seem like there's been a shift in officiating. And the last thing I want to say about officiating, this is something that's a problem with the Big Sky every year, is that they call so many things like that in the conference, and then you get to the tournament, and they don't call any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's yep. just it doesn't set up the Big Sky team to do well in March Madness because they're so used to ticky-tacky fouls, but they don't, you know, they go up against a team that's going to hammer you and you're like, where's the foul? And then the rest like, we don't call that. What do you call what foul? <laughs> it's like, that's a foul in the blue sky, man. That's foul. Don't set us up well either. So that that's just not good in any way you look at it. So if you're a fan of Pac-12 football, that's also a pretty big trend. <laughs> There's a lot of fouls yeah. in Pac-12 penalties in Pac-12 football that aren't penalties anywhere else, especially in the SEC. Something about the, oh, the West West Coast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, refs, refs like to make it about themselves, I guess. <laughs> they're here to watch us, oh, right? Well, what's that? The refs. They're here to watch oh, us, right? Yeah. That's that's their <laughs> motto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, I don't well, think the refs I had guess... a whole lot to do with what happened in Missoula, though. 
No, 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 no. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I think we can guess that was just a good old fashioned butt kicking. And I just think we were, we were not there to play. And I, that something's got to change. You know, I can give, I can give Logie a pass on year one. I think that's mm-hmm. acceptable. But you know, the women's team got crushed too. It was just both programs came out flat and looked dead. And you know, UM was on it for the threes. But man, that it, it was over in the first couple minutes. It seemed like in both games. Yeah, I was like, all right, that's cool. That 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 hurts, but it's like, hey, you can't you can't fall flat to your rivals like that. It's I'd look to see some serious improvement next year. You got to go get a win next year, and it it was just disappointing, man. I just don't have a ton to say on it. I don't have a ton of breakdown because I don't think there's a ton of breakdown there because they just didn't look ready to play. No, and it, that seems to be kind of a issue popping its head, and I don't know. It almost looks like the guys are tired. And maybe I'm misreading that from the TV, but I was like, is our conditioning not very good? Or we just don't have any depth, so we're not going very much on the bench and the, and the guys are playing too much. But I don't know, they looked a little f- tired, and that was their third game, third road game in a row when we hit Missoula. And they just, yeah, they didn't have the energy. They didn't just have it. And this is an indictment of kind of where I am on this season in the squad and w- what I thought our chances of that game was. I didn't watch a second of the second half of that game. Yeah, I was I just tuned out. I'm like done. This 30 to 40 at halftime. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> it just it isn't. And I hate that I'm kind of back to the that fanmanship that you know you kind of had throughout the second half of like McDermott's tenure and uh, Brad Hughes and on into Brian Fish. It's just the apathy, and that's kind of where I am this year. But a huge pass to Logie this year, though. But you got to be more competitive than Kakar is at the very least. Yeah, I think he now knows what it is. I, I personally, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to him about it, or I don't know anything. But I, I just don't, don't think he knew what he was getting into with this rivalry, and that's acceptable. But now acceptable, he knows. But he, he had a home game though, and he lost. Uh, I know. <laughs> but one thing I will shout out that's been kind of positive is, boy, it was. I don't know if it looked it on TV. I, I sit on the side where the cameras are for TV, but it was pretty darn packed for. Um, for that uh, sack game on Saturday. I know it was youth sports night, but it was a really good crowd. The second best crowd I've seen besides the Cat Grizz game this year. Good crowd. Thursday crowd was pretty good. They were loud um, and passionate. And I think it seriously helped the team, especially in the Portland State game. I thought it helped quite a bit. But yeah, there, there's 3,500 the at uh, Portland State yeah. and 4,000 at Sac State. That's pretty, that's pretty solid numbers. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was a good crowd. You know, I've heard from multiple people here the last couple of years that Sprinkle crowds, you know, towards the end of Sprinkle, it just was just huge. You know, it was just getting back to what it was in the 90s and stuff like that. So, hey, come on out. We got one more home. We got one more home game on the men's side, two more on the women's side. Uh, you mentioned it about the conditioning stuff. I'll just uh, top of my mind here. Uh, I know the women's team's been banged up. I think they only played with seven people. Um, I know that yeah. Portland State loss was not good and rough but not to make excuses but i know they they've been dealing with quite a bit on that and so to see them come back and play strong against sack and get that win i thought was awesome too so massive shout out to the ladies there they they're still in it i mean they're they're still in it they got to go take care of business they have a little easier path than the men in these last three games but not by much yep got to finish strong and just punch your ticket are are the women in contention for a a buy they must be right uh if they're sitting at fourth i think they're i think you know, I don't top think, six, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it is top six. It's kind of one of those things where I don't think either team can do much better than their seeding, but they can do a whole lot worse in these last three games. 
And that's that's scary. Yeah, I think the men could have wrapped up the six seed from what I remember from the broadcaster saying Elaird that if they would have beaten Yeah, I think uh, that would they would have Zach State, they would have locked up the six seed no matter what happened in the last three games. So that's so obviously it must still be very much in contention if there's three games left and they could have locked it up. It must still be pretty yeah. close, but gotta get that by. I think both teams as banged up as they are or tired as they might be or whatever, a little bit extra time to heal up and get ready for the tournament. I think will be huge. There's always the pros and cons of the teams that are hot. You don't want to have the bye weeks because it kind of derails the momentum that you built. Neither team, neither Bobcat team is going to go into the tournament with a whole bunch of momentum. I feel. Well, what two weeks left to go in the regular season. Um, We just need to stay focused. We need to go. We we need to go into Idaho and play a competitive game on the men's side, and the ladies got to do the same thing. They got to come home and play a tough one against Idaho. And I didn't think the season would kind of come down to Idaho, but <laughs> uh, my my expectations for the men is you if you want to save any semblance of this season, especially on this losing skid, what you have to do is you've got to beat Idaho first off, and then you've got to split Weber or Eastern. You have to beat one of those two. And Weber on for all their faults, they're going through their own slip and slide season. I thought they boy, talk about disappointment of the the conference. I thought the mm-hmm. Weber men have been a total disappointment. And we'll see we'll see where their headspace is. I haven't spent a ton of time on them, but I, I came on here and I think a lot of people in the conference thought they would be head and shoulders above, but no, they have not been. I don't know if that's a locker room thing or I'd love to break that down or talk to somebody. I'm excited to talk to a ton of people in Boise, but I'm like, what happened with them this year? Well, they've currently they lost Idaho State, but before that, they rattled off six straight wins. Yeah, so, so Weber State's got it kind of figured out a little bit after going losing five of their first six conference games, oh. and they went on to win six of their next seven. So they figured it out. And who is their one uh, one win in those first those first six? Oh yeah, that was us. <laughs> uh. Maybe oh, there, yeah, thought, there it is. Yeah. Oh, it's because it is. it's because they had a couple non-conference games after their first yeah. two conference games. So I didn't even see those. Yep. Okay. Yep. But yes, they've been up and down. So much fun. Well, so here we sit. Um, man, I, do we need to start putting out missing posters yet for Mister Garaki? Because that's that's something I'll just dive into now. And boy we had been talking he was just he was just on such a path for maybe a you know all honors big sky season mm-hmm. i don't know what's happened i don't know if it's injury i don't know if it, you know something's going on but he's just he just uh, he just hasn't been playing very well the last couple of weeks i'm a little i'm a little worried about that and i'm a little you know concerned about him it's like dude what's going on you were you were scoring double digits you were our leader i think at one point point points per game and i think we broke it down the last three games he's only scored 14 points um Against PSU, he just had two. Um, against uh, Zach, he had four, and then he's just—he's had foul troubles, man. And I, I get it; we got into the refereeing and stuff, but you gotta—you gotta adjust your game to what the refs are. At the end of the day, that's just what it is. Is they're gonna call everything. You gotta learn pretty quickly to uh, adjust that stuff. Some of his stats are kind of wild. Like he had scored double digits in in the almost in almost every single conference game. Minus Idaho State. Before that, he hadn't scored. He scored four against Weber State. And then the next, like the other eight games, he was in double digits. And then all of a sudden, Northern Colorado, he had, he had four points. And you had 11. And then eight, two, and four. 
So four of his last five games, he has scored eight points or less. And in four of the last six games, he's had five fouls. So I think a lot of, I think some of his problems are getting into foul trouble. I don't it's know. I don't want to like, I don't want to harp on any one kid or anything, but no, but it's, it's like, like, we oh, need, what's we need going Brian Baraki to be good to have any, to be a decent basketball team. And I, I don't want to pin it on one guy, but he's, he's a huge piece of this, of this squad. And then he was a big reason for the success early on. And his kind of fading down the stretch is kind of coinciding with the Bobcats also fading down the stretch. Yeah, it's not, it's I'm not, certainly not placing all the blame no, on him. It's, it's I not think on him. It's not, I think him. Robert Ford is not playing all that well as of late either. Yeah. I think 20, 29 minutes was his season low for the sack game. And he got three fouls within the first seven minutes of the game, which basically had him sit for as much as he can. And Yeehaw. when he can't be, when he can't be aggressive and he can't really be himself, it's, it's hard, man. He, 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 he can't play his game. And that, 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 that's just how it was. And you, you, you could see that he couldn't, he couldn't do what he wanted to do down the stretch. And he took a couple shots um, under the um, driving the hoop that were just clearly, could have been easy layups, but he just hit him way too hard and um, just just felt like he was out of his element. And that's that stinks because he's our he's clearly one of our best players. And just seeing, seeing him just out of his element definitely stinks. Um, one guy I do want to kind of talk about, and we haven't talked about him at all this season, but how about Jed Miller the past couple games getting some minutes look at going in there? Um, I think he's a little hesitant shooting the ball. I don't think he's found his identity um, shooting, but Jed's shown some flashes. I believe he's a sophomore where he could be having a conversation. I think he could be a good um, leader of the second rotation going forward for the next couple of years. It's important to have a guy in there who's going to be able to come in and spell, and I think that's prime cats have had this year. Um, I, Jed Miller certainly could be a guy that could help that out. But yeah, he's a little hesitant shooting the ball. He's getting more confident though. I've been watching him and he's definitely getting better the more minutes he gets. I think he's coming into his own. But he's not the only one who's a little shy shooting the ball. I feel like the cats have been passing the ball too much. Like guys yeah. are passing like they're passing up wide open shots, especially especially Eddie Turner. That guy will blow by his defender, get near the rim, <laughs> yep. and he just like he just looks he just for the outkick. Yeah, he just yep. and sometimes that's fair, but sometimes like he could have easily Got, like blown by and got got a shot up a little layup in or something a contested layup or something just just go at the defender draw a foul like he he could be drawing fouls if, yeah. if danny sprinkle was coaching any turner he would be crashing into the big every time trying to draw a foul <laughs> oh yes period 100 percent on that yeah and i think I, I think i don't know the cats just uh they're playing a little too unselfish <laughs> just, <laughs> just weird i don't know we look pretty disjointed against sac state it's been it's been a while, I think, since I've seen the cats just looked at out of sorts. Yeah, the other man, the other thing I've just thought is we're just too small. Like mm-hmm. we're we're trying to rebound and stuff. We're just too small. And that's that's a hard realization to take. But there was a couple, especially towards the end of the game where we made that comeback. It's like we just don't have the height. But and no one's crashing the boards either, though. I yeah, watched that one where Sac State got but, that yeah. that last rebound. Their their guard came crashing down and got that rebound. All of our guys were just standing around just watching the shot. Yep. Like every one of them. Just, I rewound it just to watch it. <laughs> Nobody put yourself through that pain. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's crashing the boards. And I'm, I'm sure that's probably a philosophy of how Logie runs it. Not everyone crashes the board. I mean, it's not what everyone does, but I don't know. It's it's frustrating to watch us not be able to get a rebound in crucial situations 
where a, where a Sac State player launches up a Desperation 3 and breaks it pretty bad, and it bounces off the side. There's bounces. The only person there is a, a guy in green jersey. Mm-hmm. No another close. 20 seconds off at the end of that game, too. It just was brutal. Mm-hmm. It was a weird ending. Boy, the fact that we had a chance to end that, to tie that thing with a couple seconds left for a three-pointer was just insane. I couldn't I believe that. I know a couple offensive rebounds off of missed free throws and Robert Ford got up a good looking sh- three pointer. <laughs> I, I <laughs> saw the it. angle though. I, I saw it leave his hands and I'm like, that's not good. Nope. I was like, oh, like uh, see, I, I got really excited. And then I saw him like, I, th- I thought he rushed it. I think he didn't realize he had five seconds left on the clock. The was TV like, angle he, was perfectly lined up to see that that thing was too far to the right. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, <laughs> good opportunity. Good, good, yeah. good try. Well, you brought it up, so it's Zach stat time. Uh, out rebounded thirty seven twenty seven. I would have believed you if you told me it was fifty seven twenty seven. Um, we just couldn't get a rebound. Negative it, ten sounds better than it looked. It, it, yes, it sounds way. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay, that was it. All right, not, not as bad as I was expecting it to be. That was that was kind of where I was too. But man, it's just it, it's tough. It's tough and it's not to blame the guys because you can see the they're trying. It's not an effort thing. It's not it's not anything really on them. It's just like, ah oh, man, we've it it was just a tough it's just been a tough stretch. And I know the whole fan base feels that. It's been a tough stretch of basketball. Yep, certainly not not as fun as the first half of the conference season was. Nope. But we're I, hanging I dared in to there. get my hopes up, but it's it's the season's still it's still going. I've gotten my hopes up. Three times this season, I'd say. Three times oh, I thought, you know, three times squashed. We had turned, we had turned a corner <laughs> and swat right back to here. We are. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm going to shout out to Caitlin Leonardo for her boy. She, she's got to be the most like I don't know what you call it, but just like the most bruised player in the Big Sky. That poor girl takes more like just more beatings in those games. Like I just feel so bad for her sometimes. She's physical and she gets down there, but. Man, it seems like once a game, somebody just tries to take her out. Yeah, it could be their style of play where she just kind of gets in your face a little bit and people get frustrated by that kind of stuff. Or, I don't know, she also uh, is kind of doesn't have a lot of weight. So she might just get no, tossed no. around a little bit easier than someone who had a little few more pounds. <laughs> she, she, she's pretty skinny. Yeah, I kind of want to send her out there in like hockey goalie gears. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad sometimes. I watched several of the women's game. I was watching the second game. I was like, "Oh no!" She went for that rebound, and luckily she drew the. I think she drew a, a flagrant foul on that girl who uh, kind of hit her. I was like, "Oh, poor girl." That was just a. That was just a rough one. But I'll focus on that too. So both both teams split for the uh, for the road trip and the homestand. Uh, we mirror we mirror things going home. Women will have Idaho. We go to Idaho on Thursday, and just must wins it feels like for both teams and it's crazy to say that but we're down the we're down the home stretch i can't believe the season's almost over we got three games two weeks to go and we're bam boise it's crazy how fast this thing's yeah. gone i know for the men is a crucial game because then you go to eastern and then you got we were at home and i'm gonna go ahead and say that those two games are going to be extremely difficult to win yes so you, you gotta get this last w at idaho because otherwise if we lose out we will have lost eight of our last nine games heading into the tournament yeah, it doesn't that's leave you a, little, a lot of optimism in zero, Boise. Zero hope that that's going to go anywhere in Boise. Yeah, just pack an overnight bag. That's where that kind of says. But 
We're not going to think that way. We're going to think on the positive side here. We're going to try to stay positive. And uh, what we got to do to beat Idaho, we got to, we, I thought we were really good against Portland state. We came out of the shoot, just running. I I think I've never seen anything like it. The first three minutes, I think each team shot nine, three pointers. Like I was just back and forth. It was like, is any going to, anybody going to take a shot that isn't a three? It was like, nope. We're going to play this game and we're just going to run up and down the court and we're going to brick threes and one of us is going to make one. It was just, it was just <laughs> insane. Also, yeah, if you had fun. the under against the Pax, the Sac State game, that would have been a good good pick. I think it was five to 12 with like a couple minutes to go yeah, in the first half. It was like 20, crazy. 20 some points in that game at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. We were five points late in the first half. It was like, can we make a shot? I mean, that was another thing, but anyway, so we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up. Uh, last minute notes here. We'll keep it under a, under a half hour. Nice little, uh, commute, uh, episode, I guess we'll call it. There but, you go. Yeah. Add some commercials in it to fill out the rest of the 30 minutes here. Like it's a TV program or radio program. We, we the left R&R time is for ads. The R&R is brought to you by Gear Up Sports. <laughs> <laughs> my gear works. There you go. See, yeah, I haven't been doing the ad reads. I need to get on that. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> guess we'll add. Um, I don't know. Any more things to add on this? Nope. I don't know if this was much therapy or not. More just a misery episode. <laughs> Nothing specific. It's just kind of just yeah. It feels kind of like a downtime right now in basketball. We're just looking for something to give give us some hope. It's weird too because we get. Like as Bobcat fans, we're just kind of done till football season once Boise's off. I mean, we have rodeo and stuff, but we don't have a baseball team. We don't really have a, I don't know, we don't have something like, we're already itching towards football season too. Like, it's crazy to say that and it's February, but it's like, man, I've heard so many good things about the team and so much positivity on that side. It's like spring football's right around the corner too, but it's just like, yeah, it's kind of a weird time to be a Bobcat fan right now. Yeah, that's why... It was so fun the last couple of years because the both the teams have done so well. It really just just kind of filled the void from football. But when when the teams aren't doing so well, it's like that void of football is like huge because it comes right back right now. Yep. <laughs> so it's like all right, yeah. when when spring football start? I'm not to that point yet, but I'm I'm thinking about more about football right now than I certainly was at the last several Februarys. Yeah, and that's just not not ideal. Well, I'll also bring up to uh, at the sack game, they honored the basketball, the, or not the basketball, <laughs> it was the basketball game. Uh, they honored, yeah, <laughs> they honored um, would not have been a good time to honor them. No, uh, they, they, they did the volleyball team. They honored the volleyball team. And it was just, there you go. I've said it a couple of times. That's a really positive note on a lot of stuff. But man, I, I love ESPN plus. I, I think that's so cool. And it was so awesome to watch the volleyball team. And that was not, that was a positive thought at halftime when they honored them. Cause I was like, man, I'm I'm like pumped to watch the volleyball team next year. Like I, I've never said that. I'm like stoked to watch the yeah. volleyball team because that, that I think they're, a year. I think they're that young. Was a fun run to watch them go through the tournament. Yeah. So entertaining. Yeah. All right, man. We'll get out of here. Let's have a good week. Let's reconvene sometime next week. And uh hopefully we can beat Idaho. I, I said a lot last time about please don't lose to Idaho. I just want to beat Idaho. Come on, man. Just give me this one. Come on. I need it. Just the bar has been set. Beat Idaho. It has been lowered. It's been a lowered a few times. It's kind of wavered back and forth, but I think it's 
Might, might be the lowest it's been right now in the whole entire season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it beats that Rocky, that Rocky one. Oh, that's I was I, like, I yeah, washed it out of my brain. They've done was, so well since then, including being Eastern. So I was like, that's a thing in the past. <laughs> nope. All right, I, wonder, man, I wonder if we could beat Rocky right now. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I'm not, I should have probably prepared, but I, I don't know. Has Rocky, you know, done well? With no the, idea. Yeah, no idea. no idea. Oh, gosh. All right, man. Let's get out of here. I hope everybody has a great week. Hope everybody watches this game against Idaho. I hope you remain optimistic like I am. That's kind of my biggest thing is remember what this season is. Remember, it was a figure out season. A lot of these guys will be back next year. And it's it's a, it's a year zero. As unfortunate as that to say, it's a year zero of finding ourselves again as a program and uh, restarting. And sometimes restarting and being a program like this is tough. But Boy, it makes the years when things go right all that sweeter, doesn't it? Absolutely. We'll get it figured out. Oh, yeah. All right, dude. I'll get you out of here. I gave Mac Anderson an easy out a week ago. I didn't make him say go cats (laughs) or hold his feet to the fire, but I'll hold your feet to the fire and let's get it out of here, man. I will always say it no matter what's going on. Go cats. Go cats. Go cats.